good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time it is where you are. This is Pamela Fagan Hutchins, and this is Wine, Women, and Writing. This is the video cast or podcast, whichever you've tuned in for, where I talk with other writers about their complex, authentic characters, because that's the coolest part of a book to me, is the characterization. And even more so, I love to talk to women authors about their female characters, so that's what you're getting today in a moment. But first, if you'd like to do me a favor, you can go out to the website and see my upcoming shows so that you can read the author's books and be even more engaged when the podcast airs. You can also, if you so desire, get the RSS feed delivered straight to your device, free of charge, automatic, it's pretty cool, or even support the podcast. You can go out and take a look at what some of the options are. Um, and if, you, if you're really, 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 really nice, you can check out my books too. Wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. Not required, though, to enjoy the show and to enjoy the guest today, who is Gay Yellen. Gay, welcome. Hi, Pamela. Hello. It's Gay's first time on Wine, Women, and Writing. Mm -hmm. And I think I asked you to be on the show a long time ago, but she turned me down because she didn't have a new release yet. Mm -hmm. She's got a book in the works, you guys. And we're going to get to that. But first, tell everybody, um, I think we should start with the story of how did Gay and Pamela become friends? Because guess what? We're really friends in real life as well. A lot of authors are. You go to these conferences, you meet people, but you and I have been friends above and beyond that. So this is a memory test. Well, I think that's what's so cool about being an author. Um, I was telling someone the other day that as soon as I committed, I was a magazine editor, which is a whole, even though it's writing, it's a whole different kind of thing. Yeah. But once I committed to books and met other authors, you really meet your peeps. Yes. You really fall into a community where there are such giving, sharing people. Not everybody. Not everybody. But this is a shining example of someone who is. Well, thank you. And I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I like my friends. And I have a lot of writer friends, a growing yeah. number. Um, so Gay and I, back in the day, were writers in Houston, where I do not live anymore, but mm -hmm. Gay does. And I'm don't even know how we first got to know each other, but it was through the Houston Writers Guild yes, it was. in some capacity. And so for a couple of years, at least a year, it felt maybe longer than it was, I ran critique groups at my house a couple of nights a week, and Gay was in uh, a group that came once a week, mm -hmm. and this is my funny story. First of all, Gay's writing is beautiful. She's a mystery suspense, romantic mystery suspense writer, fantastic writer. And so, you know, you're, she reads her pages, and you're like, um, you missed a comma. There's really nothing more to say because it's perfect. Um, but we had a diverse range of writer personalities in the group. Yes, we did. Very diverse. And so my husband, who is an engineer and has no room to speak, would say, hey, Pamela, your weird friends are here. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, those writer people, they're all lined up outside. Your weird friends are here. I'm like, that is just mean. And so they would come <laughs> in and I would say, hey, here's my weird friends. That's what Eric called you. They all love him anyway. I don't get it. But he loves you guys so much. Well, we love him. <laughs> and we're really not that scary. We're not scary no, at all. No. We just kill people for a living. Yes. <laughs> but only in our minds. Only in our minds. Yes. So we say. Um, and so it was a really fun time to get to know people's writing before that writing was known by everybody else. I mean, it's, it, we have a very good group um, of writers that have gone on to do great things, including Gay. So tell us about your first book. We're going to start there. 
the body business. The body business. Um, I had just come off helping someone write a thriller that did very, very well. It was a new and notable in, on the New York Times and uh, went through five printings in paperback, five in hardback, uh, translations in different languages. And uh, because I had always been a writer in other, in other media, yeah. Um, I thought, well, I'm going to try to write my own. And so I started and actually finished the first draft of The Body Business, which is a romantic suspense novel, mm -hmm. kind of fun. It is fun. Um, and uh, then my husband started a business that Ooh. he needed me in for about 15 years. So I put it in a drawer. Oh. And then uh, when we sold that business, I pulled it back out and I thought, well, if this is garbage, I'm going to put it in the trash and start over, but I am going to write a book. So I pulled it out and it wasn't garbage. But it, it wasn't. It, it needed updating because when I had written it, uh, the hero of the book is in terrible danger and the only thing she can think to do is call the police, but she can't find the payphone. <laughs> Fifteen years later, cell phones. So, um, so there was a lot of updating. Either that or it was going to be historical. That's so. right. I, I should have waited another 15 years. <laughs> it could have been, been perfect. But um, anyway, so I cleaned it up and I actually uh, took it to a Houston Writers Guild convention where mm -hmm. there were some agents. Right. And uh, that's how I found the publisher for that's, the body business. It's kind of a fairy tale story. First of all, to, to have a pre-writing project blah 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 pre-writing project Good. be so successful and then to get um, a publisher on her first manuscript that she ever wrote and she's had this kind of really awesome interesting life leading up to this and I I don't want to say everything you've touched turns to gold but you've had a lot of success at a lot of different things and I think it's interesting so I'm going to force you on air to tell us a little okay. bit about your background okay. <laughs> well I've always been a writer um, my first professional writing career was actually as a magazine editor but prior to that I was also an actress and um, ended up after college moving to LA doing that Hollywood thing for years. The pictures of her are so cute, you cannot stand I it. I was so adorable she and was, sexy. She was, it was. Oh my God. She's so beautiful. It was But to see then. her young is to see another side of her. And you guys, Google her and go to her Facebook you page. You cannot imagine. <laughs> She's so cute. Anyway, I did that I did that thing and ended up doing in the larger comparison of things in the earnings of the Screen Actors Guild, I actually was in the top 10% of earners, even though I never made See what it, I mean? you know, up there, which was very frustrating for me. So I ended up... It's like uh, tasting a little bit of success, but, you know, smelling it, but not being able to taste right. it. It's like hanging here. You can't get to it. <laughs> so I ended up actually on the other side of the camera. I went to work for the American Film Institute. I was the assistant to the director of production out there in LA, which was great fun. I really enjoyed being on the back side of the camera rather than the front. And then um, I moved into magazine editing, actually in Dallas. In Dallas, okay, which is where we are right now. That's right. We're together That's right. in Dallas. My old, my old stomping grounds. 
And um, there was a speaker who came to town talking about terror. He was an expert on terrorism. Okay. And so I attended his speech, and we met each other, and that was that. And about six months later, he told me he had had an option from Universal Studios to write a book. He had met this producer at a, at a cocktail party. The problem was he wasn't a writer. Oh. And I was one of the few writers he knew, so he asked me if I would help him write the book. And that's the thriller. It was called Five Minutes to Midnight, and that's the one that did so well uh, the first time, first time around. That's fun. Was it a fun project? Cause it it was great. Fun. It was great. It was great. He was, uh, because he was not a writer, he would send basically the story to me. I would clean it up. His agent and his publisher had no idea I existed. So my name is not on the book except in the dedication. So Aww. he dedicated the book to me. You're a good friend. Uh, well, he paid me. Oh, yay! <laughs> He's a good friend. He paid me out. We, you know, <laughs> he paid me out of his earnings. So it was okay in the end, and it gave me that impetus to start my own my own career. Do you feel any pull, given your background in film, um, to write screenplays? You know, my knowledge of Gay has been as a novelist, um, but is that pull there for you? Uh, yes and no. Actually, because that I sort of uh, shortened that story about Universal Studios, the first thing he had to produce for them was a screenplay treatment. And ah. since I had been at the American Film Institute, he assumed I knew how to write a screenplay <laughs> treatment, which I'd never done before, but I knew what they looked like and how they went. So I helped him write a screenplay treatment, which Universal bought. And um, and then he found a literary agent based on that treatment to do a book with one of the big five publishing companies. So. She's kind of sneakily done it all behind I, the scenes. Well, <laughs> yes. I just can't ever decide who I'm going to be when I grow up. So that's I, the problem. I, well, may, then may you never grow up. Oh, you know, thank just you, keep dear. just keep uh, not growing up and not knowing. Thank you. And so when I got to know you very very um, soon after I got to know you the body business came out mm -hmm. so but at the time that Gay and I were critiquing together she was working on her second novel yes. so tell us about that one the body next door because it's kind of near and dear to my heart because I got to see it when in its infancy that was fun it we was had a fun. lot of fun with that yeah the body next door is a sequel to the first book um, and I should say that it's actually about an amateur sleuth, if I could <laughs> now I need you've to got practice it. that word. Um, it's an important word for a mystery author. Right, <laughs> right. A young woman who's, who's trying to find herself, and uh, she keeps running into these roadblocks that usually involve a dead body. Yes. Um, but so, so she becomes kind of a reluctant whistleblower is the yes. best way I can say because in the first book she's trying to find a friend who's disappeared and in the in the interim brings down a major corporation by mistake but her friend works for that company and so does she and she finds other hinky stuff monkey business going a la on. Enron, a la... Right, yeah. right. And so in the second book, she gets hired because she was in PR and she knows people at this television station. She gets hired to be their local whistleblower. 
uh-huh. reluctantly, but no one else will hire her because the company she used to work for got such a bad reputation. Right. None of her fault, but she did. So she's not sure this is going to work out, but now in the second book, in, in pardon me, in the third book, which I'm working on now, Yay. The News Body, she is actually oh, cool. working at the television station. So, okay, so you were never actually like a broadcast journalist, but still we're getting into things. It's not so far removed from the types of uh, arenas you were in, behind the camera, you know, a lot of editing involved. So mm -hmm. I'm seeing some gay yelling in uh, Samantha, who is her main character, named after my daughter. I'm just kidding, but my <laughs> daughter is named Samantha. But um, there's a little gay yelling in Samantha. Well, don't you think there's a little of us in all our characters? I do. And I think sometimes that's how we're able to lend authenticity is that you can say, you know, what would I do in this situation, this part of me that's not so pretty? Or what would my husband do? Or that neighbor across the street, we pull from things we know. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. And even not just our heroines or our heroes, as the case may be, but even the ancillary characters. Yeah. I have a little girl, kind of a little lost girl, in The Body Next Door, the, se the second book. Yeah. That I, I don't know where she came from, but she appeared one day, and I just love little Lizzie. She's I just, awesome. She's really adorable. You know what else is awesome? Um, I am a big fan or I was prior to allergies. Why do, why do we, we get old and these bad things happen to us? I don't know. I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> I know. But before I became allergic to everything, Bluebell ice cream mm -hmm. was like the key. I mean, Bluebell ice cream and I'm yours. Peach, favorite ever. But Samantha also shares a the little ice love cream? for Bluebell ice cream. And that's one uh, of my favorite scenes. <laughs> well, in The Body Next Door, it's one of my favorite scenes too. Mm -hmm. When Samantha runs into a roadblock, she actually gets hired by, in the second book, she gets hired by the TV station, but because there is a body next door to her apartment, she gets embroiled in that investigation, and so before she can start her first day at work at the TV station, TV station says, you know, we really need to hold off until this murder is resolved because you're too much in the news right now. So she has been looking for, she's been unemployed now because of the crash of her first company. She's been unemployed for months and she's running out of money. And so when she gets not really fired, because she hasn't really started at the TV station, she just does a meltdown. She goes to the grocery store. I can relate to this. <laughs> she, she marches straight to the ice cream aisle and she just piles pints of ice cream into her cart and then on the way out she stopped and there's displays of uh, Oreos and of potato chips and it, she just piles a lot of junk food into her cart. She goes home, she starts to eat the ice cream. And drink. And then, well, because she thinks that the, I forget what it was, I think the banana pudding ice cream could be would taste really good with some rum that's exactly. at the bar. I can so see that. Every ice, so she finishes a couple of pints, you know, adding, there's vodka on one <laughs> and rum. And it is, it's really, I mean, even though she's in this terrible distress, the meltdown is it's kind funny. of funny. You know, okay, so I, I think I've said this in a previous podcast, but 
um, you know, tragedy plus time equals humor, mm -hmm. or somebody else's tragedy equals humor. You yes. know, either one. You know, to yourself, tragedy plus time equals humor. But to your character, just mm -hmm. go ahead and, and humiliate them, stomp on them, give them yes. the worst life has to offer. And those are sometimes our readers' favorite scenes. They think they're hilarious. Yes. Well, and they are hilarious they are. as long as it's not happening to you. It's exactly. the old man slipping on a banana peel in the in the old timey movies. Exactly. Yeah. But I could totally. In fact, I may do that tonight. Just slip on a banana peel. No, get a lot oh. of bluebell, self sabotage. You know, make myself really sick and drink a different alcohol oh, it's with everyone. It sounds perfect. Great fun. And we're at BoucherCon. I should have mentioned this earlier, but and I have a blinding light across my face. Do you want to? Can we no, scoot? I think no? it's. I think it's. You know, I'm oh, okay. special. You are it's special. It's, it's special. The light from heaven <laughs> shining yeah, exactly. on you. But um, we're at BoucherCon, which is a mystery um, convention, mystery thriller suspense, and it's pairing authors and industry people with um, people that read mysteries, and of course people that are in the mystery industry are people that read mysteries. Mm -hmm. So you know, this is like this giant fandom, and um, it's just really crazy hard for introverted people. Now again, think about writers and readers, crazy introverts, and everyone here is just, you know, totally wrecked with nerves trying to figure out how to talk to each other. And I'm thinking a bluebell and booze party. Perfect. That's what they should have. I mean they, that's why isn't there a sign at the front door, you know, and here's your pint of bluebell and your bottle of rum. Maybe when my third book comes out we'll do that. <laughs> I do do that for book clubs. Do you really? And yes, <laughs> yes, it's just fun. I think that it would be inspired. Everybody would feel so much better. They do have a special cocktail for us here. We tried it last night. Yes, it was delicious. The drop dead red. Yes, it, it was good. It's. I have no idea what's in it, but it's all red with delicious blueberries yeah, in it. It was yeah, super. It's really good. So this conference is this your first time? My first time at BoucherCon. Yes. What do you think? Uh, it's amazing. It is just, it's massive people. I, I don't know how many, at least a thousand, if not more. Yeah, it's big. I, in fact, I'm surprised. We've been uh, at same conventions before. Mm -hmm. It's a small community. You know, you can still get a thousand mystery writers together or 500, 700, whatever we've got. But it's a small community and there's several different cons during the mm -hmm. year. We've been to Killer Nashville at the same time. Yes where Gay was a Silver Falchon suspense finalist, yes. and uh, it was for and Pamela. I won mystery. Won silver. I won it. it. Okay, so here's what's cool. Besides winning, winning doesn't suck at all, and being a finalist also mm -hmm. doesn't suck. Mm -hmm. We're in the same critique group, and this is a, a, a mystery and thriller and suspense contest that's pitting everyone in the industry against each other. Yeah. There's very few of them like this where it's open to anybody that wants um, to throw their hat in the ring. And uh, it was really awesome to say our little Houston critique group out of, you know, let's say we 10 finalists. Up. We were just like, boom, we baby. We showed up. We did. <laughs> it was we did. awesome. It was very awesome. And so, thank you. I've now got oh, a guy. Oh, a light look. guy. What do you call Perfect. the guy that does that with the light? Gapper. The, gapper. the gapper. We have a gapper. The gapper. We are big time. We're big yeah. time now. But um, with uh, Killer Nashville, it was a little smaller than this, I think. But it was still well, lots this of fun. Well, this is this is also fans. 
True. And I really think that here the fans are outnumbering the authors. I do too. Whereas Killer Nashville, even though there were fans there, it's more of a writer's conference. It was so. like they could come in and buy books, but they weren't really attending the conference. Right. Here they can go to all of it. Absolutely. And if, if you've never done something like this before, it's cool. I mean, you have, yeah. have breakfast with James Patterson, and yeah. then you go to a rodeo party with Sandra Brown. Exactly. And it's pretty. It's pretty much worth your worth your time. There are fans here from all over the country. Like I literally was like, hey, where are you from? Thinking they'd say like Deep Ellum, you know, or yeah. Oak Cliff, or no, Delaware, you know, Tennessee, people from Australia, everywhere. Australia, that they yeah. fly in for this. It makes me feel like I should really have a better, you know, talk off to people because I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go hide in a corner and hear they're here to talk to. You just do fine talking. You're just, just okay. Do our thing. You're I just do better that. than others. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, this has been Gay Yelling and Gay Rocks, and I want you to go out right now and start with the body business, and uh, then go to the body, the body next, next door, door. Um, which was her silver fashion yes, finalist. Yes, that's the big award. Yes, winner. and won a couple more. It did. It won the Chanticleer. Chanticleer. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So she's an award-winning author. Favorite mystery. And she was a super sexy hot actress in Hollywood. I was. You've got to <laughs> take my word for it. She's so it's awesome. Whatever. So this has been a slightly irreverent ending to Wine, Women, and Writing today, but I'll do the official thing, which is it's a solely owned and copyrighted production of Authors on the Air Radio Network. Thank you to Pam Stack, our producer, who really is the best friend of writers that's um, out there working today, just constantly promoting and, and spreading the word about the books that she enjoys reading and putting writers and um, readers together. And I will be seeing you guys soon, but not until you go out and check my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, to see what I've got coming up next and get to reading on those books as well. Bye, you guys. Ooh, there's the sun. Gaffer. <laughs> <laughs>